A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful. You always have us in your mind. We are your sons and we are your daughters. And Lord, we believe that whatever is happening in our various lands where we are residing, your covenant makes the difference in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Someone said amen. Okay, I'd like you to put your hands together again. Now, let, let's do Psalms 121 together responsibly. I take verse 1, you take verse 2, and then we'll take the last verse together. And make sure you vocalize it and accept it and believe it. Is that okay? We're dealing with God's protection. Uh, there shall no evil before the in 2024 and beyond in Jesus mighty name okay I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence come my help can we say it again where does your help come from who okay verse 3 he will not allow your foot to be moved he who keeps you will not slumber. Verse 4. Verse 5. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Verse 6. The Lord shall preserve you and I from all evil. Say louder amen to that. He shall preserve your soul. Verse 8 together. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. So shall it be uh, for us all in Jesus' name. Everywhere you find a treasure, you need to provide security. Every time there is a major investment, there has to be security. That happens in the natural settings. Take anywhere where you don't have maybe fences or anything. It looks like there's nothing there to protect or preserve. But the moment you begin to see some military presence, some police presence, some things, there is a treasure being preserved. You are precious to God. He has invested so much. He invested his only begotten son to rescue you, to redeem you. And then there's an adversary called the devil that comes to steal, to kill, and want to even what? Destroy. That's the reason why our, our focus today is very important. He wants to steal that which God has given you. He wants to hinder it. He wants to turn it around. God gives total health. He wants to inflict or afflict with sickness and disease. God gives peace. In fact, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But Satan, he likes chaos, confusion, disarray. Oh, God is a God of prosperity. He wants his people to be well cared for. Satan, he likes the poverty, wretchedness. So there's an enemy that wants to steal kill and destroy. But we are saying, no, I'm not your candidate. What God has given me is preserved. He said he will preserve my going out and my coming in. I saw a verse in John 17, verse 5 or something. John 17, verse 15. 
that, that chapter of John, Jesus was praying for Christians, well, believers. In fact, the way he said it, if you check through John 17, he was praying for those who were already saved. I mean, the people around him that time. He was now praying for those who even get saved through them. So he was praying for both of us, all of us. So you want to see what he was saying. It helps you to understand that God wants us rescued from Satan. Look at this particular prayer. He said, I do not pray that you should take them out of this world. This should help you balance the statement in the book of Job. The Lord give it and not take it away. That people quote to say that uh, God gave us life. He can take it. That verse is taken out of context. Now this verse, Jesus is praying for you and me. And he said, Father, I'm not saying you take them from this world on time or anyhow. But that you should what? Keep them from the evil one. That evil one that wants to take them out. <laughs> every great shepherd, every good shepherd wants the sheep preserved and protected. First Samuel 17, verse 34. Every great shepherd wants to see the sheep. Good shepherd. Good shepherd. First Samuel 17, 34, please. Good shepherd wants to see the sheep. I, as the privileged under shepherd of this great church, wants to see you preserved and protected. How much more the great shepherd. Look at what David said to Saul. He said, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's what? Sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb, a young one, out of the flock, what did he do? <laughs> Verse 35. I went out after. He didn't say that is his destiny. <laughs> out of all these hundred lambs. Maybe that's the destiny of that lamb. Those were the things many people were taught growing up. I, I mentioned this statement from the Yoruba language called akole. I grew up with that mentality. Thank God for the word of faith. A caller in Yoruba language means uh, it's a way of help, uh, trying to help people define destiny. And most of the time, it's always negative, self. I hardly hear them say somebody was written to become a billionaire. It's always a problem. A caller, that is, if God has written that this person will be poor, no matter what you do, he will be poor. So if God has written that this person will die on this day, no matter what you do, he will die on that day. That is not scriptural for a covenant child to think like that. That is called F-A-T-E, faith. What we are dealing with now is faith in God's covenant. So David said, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. So this morning, if there's anybody in the mouth of any lion, by reason of certain things that might have happened, you are rescued in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not be eaten up by the lions of this world. He said, I, 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 I went after, he struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, <laughs> I caught it by this bird and struck and killed it. That's a good shepherd. Verse 36. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. And then you see how he was able to bring down Goliath in the name of Jesus Christ. Why are we talking about there shall no evil befall us? Because there is an adversary. We're not just dealing with physical protection. It's, part, it's a major part of it. Uh, going out by road, by air, you know, by sea. But there are other things that can come up from social settings, family settings. You know the story of Cain and Abel from Genesis where out of envy, the guy went and literally killed his brother. It still happens today. Out of envy, some family members can attack even Christians. The challenge we have is people who are naive or are careless with the covenant of protection, thinking there is nothing happening and then the enemy comes after them. Rather than them rising up and defend by the faith, they just let themselves lose and the enemy takes advantage of their ignorance. It can be that of Daniel. Daniel was doing well as a politician in the office and other politicians, other presidents, so-called, they connived, they, 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 they got the king to sign a wrong thing 
and to put him in the lion's den. So it can happen in your, in your office. You are doing well, and then somebody just, and you might not even know them. It can be family, it can be friends, and it can just be Satan attacking. We saw Jesus in Mark, Mark 4, 36. He was in a ship or a boat, and there was a windstorm, and Jesus spoke to it. Let's read through those verses. Mark 4, 36. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. <laughs> and a great, what? Windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. The boat was sinking. It's a dangerous place to be when the boat was being filled with water. If you don't rescue, you're not rescued, it goes under. So you find that the disciples were a bit in disarray, but he was in the stand as Jesus asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? <laughs> Verse 39, which is where I want to encourage us with. You learn to stand your ground. Your pastor will not be with you everywhere. Your leaders will not be with you everywhere. After service, we have some time to chat, take some snacks perhaps, have some meetings. But you're back home with family in your neighborhood. Tomorrow in the office, or maybe this evening. Now, you have to learn to stand your ground. Then Jesus arose. What did he do? And rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. This is how you deal with such attacks when it shows up. I realized that before Jesus even addressed the disciples, he dealt with the situation first. He didn't say, well, what's happening to you? Are you afraid? Mm -mm. Let this thing be rescued first. You need to learn to speak to situations. When you get to your office tomorrow, as you get there, if it's, if it's a private office, speak to the office. He Jesus spoke to a tree, so you are doing well. He spoke to see. He looks mad, but that is the way of dominion. You speak to your documents. You speak to your body. You call your organs. Well, when you were created in Genesis 1, you were very good. It's kidney, you are very good in Jesus' name. It's better to say that to your body. Speak over your business. Speak over opportunities that come your way. He spoke to the sea. He spoke to the sea. What he created, he can control with command. Glory to God. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. And then one of the areas we've also been dealing with since morning, before we pray, is to encourage us not to give place to Satan. You see, as Christians, there are certain things the devil cannot do with you. You are born again, covered by the blood. You know, thank God you attend a church where they teach you about this faith thing. So he knows that you are kind of a no-go area. In his subtlety, he wants people to now use your, their own hand to open the door for him to enter. In Yoruba land, they call it a forwafa. What is that in English, Pastor Kola? Self-inflicted. This is the core ministry of Satan. He can't curse you because you are blessed. He now wants people to, I mean, for instance, it's your tongue, right? It's not what the devil says that prevails in my life. It is what me, I say. He now tries to create a scenario where I say what will empower him. So you find that a, a, a day starts. Everything's going on fine. Start hearing all kinds of news. Uh, dollar is 1,000. Hey, let me use my mouth to increase it. Dollar is this. Pounds is this. After that one, uh, 17 people kidnapped. You know, it's just bombarding your mind. If you don't stand well, the next thing is, ah, I don't know how to survive this year. It starts with thoughts, fearful thoughts. Or you just woke up, you just press Twitter, and the first word you see there is divorce. Have you seen it before? Divorce is trending. You click it, and then a couple that in your entire life you thought is forever together, together forever. And then after that, listen all the people that are divorced, and then they will tell you, How will your own survive? See, even this one, see there, your own is even standing, beggar, you know is barely standing. See this one? And then the devil begins to bombard your heart with divorce. 
If you don't deal with that, if it bubbles too much in your heart, Scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, just says, hey, I don't know whether this marriage can work. And then suddenly, maybe fight now, start between you and your husband. The devil provokes something. And then the next day, I've said it too. I don't know whether this can work. And it keeps you saying that. Keeps you saying that. It wants you to open the door of divorce. Numbers 14, 28. So we must beware that we don't use our hand to create problems. Let the weak say what? I am strong. Let the poor say what? I'm not saying there are no challenges, but don't speak the challenge. What are you speaking it for? Speak the solution based on scriptures. You are either cursing yourself daily or blessing yourself daily. Your mouth is your destiny. Your own mouth. The black Americans, if you study them, they have the foulestest <laughs> language. Curse words. It's too easily. And some of you are like that. You grew up in, and you think it's a big boy to be saying, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get into those things. In Yoruba, people especially, they, they are proficient. I don't know about the other tribes. Olori Buruku, Oloshi, you know, Riyoda, all those statements. And some Christians still do that. <laughs> you know, when, when I, I, I grew up with my brother, when I used to pass Oshudi in Lagos, you saw those like thugs. They call themselves by names and they smile. Where is Mabo? I was saying, where is now? Where is where? Where's where? Let's go. And the guy will smile. Jalo. He's calling. And he will just be smiling. They're so used to it. Oluoshi. You know what Oluoshi means? You know what Oluoshi means? Olu is what? Chief. Oshi. Wretchedness. Oluoshi. Not poverty. Wretchedness. That is, wretchedness is bad in itself. They now say you are the chief among them. The same way you can curse your business. Oh, I'm tired of this country. No business can work here. Ah. As you are saying those things, demons are rejoicing. He has given us power to work. They can't do anything until you order them. The same way angels can't move until you order them. Say, say to them as I live, says the Lord, just as you have done what? Spoken in my your words determine divine performance. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be what? A performance. Oh, say I'm blessed this morning. I'm super blessed. My steps are ordered. I am greater than my parents. I shall live. Have peace. Like a river. My days are filled with laughter. Do you understand that? Why not maximize that principle as you have spoken? Many of them said, we are not able to enter the land. There are giants in the land. Sons of Enoch, they are there. We cannot do it. And God said, no problem. You will not enter the land. But Joshua and Caleb said, well, God has said, he has given us the land. We are well able to take the land. God said, as you also have spoken, also, your speaking is your experience. Don't break the edge by wrong words. And anytime you make a mistake with those words, no problem, withdraw it. I've had to do that severally. You say a statement. Sometimes even in the heart that I said it, I withdraw it in the heart and I speak the right one. That is spiritual responsibility over your garden of Eden. Your garden of what? Eden. It's either you have weeds in that garden or beautiful flowers. The beauty of that garden is dependent on what you're planting in it. And your words are your major place of planting. Glory to God. I say, glory to God. Great shall be the peace of my children. Glory to God. My marital destiny is resolved. Angels are walking behind the scene. I'm meeting my own husband. We're having a glorious marital ceremony, but the life itself will be better than the ceremony. Speak the future. Let there be light. Stand your ground. Give no place to Satan. Don't open the door. Don't break the covenant. One of the ways that people open the door is by breaking the covenant. The enemy knows these things. This guy is covered. This family is covered. He wants to try to push them to break, you know, 
I, I, I gave this illustration, and if that's the only thing you pick today, I think it's worth it. Many of us in Africa, we have mosquito challenges. Thank God it's better now, I think. Now, when you uh, spray the insecticide, right, at times you even see the flies or the insects die, and you're excited that I'm okay, and then you sleep, and then the next morning, you now see bullets. <laughs> they beat you again, yeah? You don't wonder what happened. Maybe you spray the second time. By the time you are doing it the third time, you begin to wonder, ah, what is happening? And they begin to check what openings. I saw them dead. Most likely new ones came in. Ah, the door is shut. You know what I mean? That's happened to us in our home. We just be checking the windows. And then we discover that when the, one of the staff at home was cleaning and aerating the particular place in the house, now left the window open. We told her by 3 p.m. or 4 p.m., close it. But because of work, at times, they forget. And they left it open. And then we saw that, ah, some died, new came in. And then we realized that when we shut that place, the thing stopped. Even cockroaches. Do you like cockroaches? Ladies and gentlemen. Thank God Pastor Bimbo is not here. She helps me a lot. I can fight cockroaches like I'm fighting Russia. Ah, I, I can still endure rat too. Some people can endure rats. You move. Bye-bye. Go. Cockroaches? Oh. Fly! Why, why do they fly? when they were saying roaches, spray, spray, spray. I had to call a plumber. What is the problem? We killed them. He now realized a place. There is always an opening. I mean, we spread it tiny, but not too tiny for a cockroach to enter. So we blocked it. And for weeks, for weeks, deliverance. And then one day, hallelujah, amen. Then one day, I was in the living room and one was strolling by. What is this? What do you do? At least first, I went to check. Somebody was cleaning. Is this cleaning thing? Out of the aggressive cleaning, opened the place again. So I called the staff. How are you doing? Can you see this place? This is the reason we put this thing like this. That's how you do spiritual things. Especially when you are bound the devil, bound the devil, you understand? You cast the devil and something seems to be persisting. Check for openings. If you can't find, pray, Lord, if there be any opening, help me to see it. There are major indices you take. Parental honor. He said, honor thy father and thy mother that it may be what? I didn't write it, Nancy. Ephesians, is it six? One and two. Honor thy father and thy what? That it may be what? Oh, put it, put it on scripture. I didn't say, I didn't say pastor is. Honor. Somebody say honor. Your who? Which is the first commandment with? Uh, what happens when you do that? That it may be well with you and that you may live long. Ah. What a verse. So it, it could be that you prayed, you bound the devil, but you and your mom are fighting a relevant fight. Or you and your dad. Just close the cracks. I have spiritual parents, I have natural parents, so I honor the two of them. I think it goes both ways. Your spiritual parents and your biological parents. I honor them as God. You don't worship, you honor. Honor is more than respect. Respect is internal. Honor is both internal and what? External. Honor. The honor code opens the heart for blessings. Marital covenant is a major covenant. You can't, 
they having a side thing. I don't want to get to those things again this afternoon. Not that you mistakenly sided it. You, 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 you pick the side yourself. Close it up. If not, you are opening the door to Satan. You see, the devil you are dealing with is very wicked though. He doesn't just hate Christians. He hates God's creation. Don't understand this thing. He doesn't that he, he, he loves unbelievers. He now, no, he hates humanity. From Genesis 1, he noticed that they are the affection of God. God comes down to fellowship with them. He now hates that God. So to get at him, what does he do? He wants to tamper. That's why, that's why he went to tempt Eve to spread that relationship. He's still doing it today. So it's not about, it's that just, we are now believers, we cannot resist him. He hates humanity. He wants people to die every day. That's why things happen daily. But you now are a covenant child, separated by the blood. You now stand your ground. So the covenant provisions that God has given you, take it serious. That devil is wicked. Look at what happened Acts of the apostles. They picked one apostle and killed him. James, they were still mourning. He proceeded further to take Peter. The wickedness does not improve. His wickedness, wickedness, we, we, it's in his DNA. If I, his celebration is for the wickedness to, to, get, to get worse. So if you understand who you are dealing with, you don't give him a place. That's why we rebuke on time. Satan, if you give him a foothold, he goes a thousand miles. Married covenant, if you're married here, vows are very powerful in the realm of the spirit. So when you open, when you have a wedding, you got married, Rabbi. You did, did vow, right? What did you say? Remember what you said? Uh, I did wear D. Did my body, I did give D. That thing is powerful. It's recorded in the spirit. Whether you said it gently, in Anglican or Methodist or global, it's, it's there. So enemy knows that in the realm of the spirit, covenants prevail. He now tries to tempt the person to break that covenant for him to have an inroad to attack. That's why you get tempted virtually every week. The, what the enemy is after is to tamper with covenants. Either marital covenant or parent, different covenants as provided in scriptures. Do you understand? So be smart. And anytime you notice an opening, what do you do? You close it on time through repentance, through the right statement. It's not that we don't make mistakes, but cover up on time. Cover up on time. Today is one cock, one roach. Tomorrow is a whole family. They would, they will. You know how it is. When we are growing up, we see one goat enter the compound, eating something. You didn't close the fence. By the next day, what do you see? You just, they just how they tell each other. Whether in English, I don't know. You just see ten goats coming. How did they communicate? They communicate. Oh, they communicate. They never come one the next time. Never. Even sheep, just they're lining up. There's food in that place. I ate it yesterday. Let's go and try it. If it's still open. And they go there. And they go there. <laughs> when an unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he goes seeking rest, finding none, and then comes back to check, to check if the place is still available. If he finds it empty, vulnerable, Scripture says he doesn't enter himself. He goes to invite seven more wicked spirits than himself. And the last state of that man is worse than the first problem you are resolving. So that's why we're encouraging each other. I can't do it for you. You must be vigilant and learn to close things. It could be the words you have been saying about your life. And this morning, this leg is killing me. Your leg will not kill you. You can use your mouth to convert little pain into arthritis. Because you have been saying it. This leg will kill me. Ah, this leg you will kill me. When we were on campus, I told our fellow students as a pastor, I was a student pastor too, don't say this school is killing me. You will stay in that school. Three extra years. Don't say that. I don't say my academics, blessed. Matthew 5, verse Matthew 4, verse 5. Another way we open the door to the enemy is by <laughs> breaking natural laws irresponsibly. I love this scripture. I learned it 
on campus more than 20 years ago. Then the devil took him up into the holy city. <laughs> KJV says, the devil take him. devil took him. He's not taken. Escorted him. Took him. I'm not the devil. Then the devil take him up into where? And set him where? If you see Jesus Christ on that pinnacle, will you believe that it was Satan that took him there? You just think he strolled there now. The devil take him. There are many things the devil does so that if you are not vigilant, you will even know Satan at work. <laughs> You're married. You tell me the truth. Have you noticed that some arguments when they start, some issues, you could tell that if you push on, it will, it will lead to a major crisis. You know, and the flesh will be telling you, push on. Is that Satan? You are right. Maybe you corrected her 10 months ago. But your spirit will tell you this thing, if you push it further, it will be bigger than what you are trying to resolve. But the devil said, a lie. You are the head of the home. Then the Bible say, I'm the head of the family. And then you push on, right? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. And then what was supposed to be a little matter now spirals out of control. The devil take him up to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, not that um, a friend, the devil, if you are the son of God, what do you do? Cast thyself down, for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy food. The devil, the devil, quoting the Bible wrongly. But look at Jesus. Uh, Jesus said to him, You will not spoil my destiny. It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Thank you, sir. Thou shalt not what? There are things we do that we are tempting the Lord. One version says, don't put the Lord to extreme test. In the name of scriptures. And I've been preaching this for many years. I didn't start today. So, I'm not preaching because of you. It's what God taught me. He's told me since that overspeeding can short your life beyond what I wanted. Overspeeding. All name of you are driving. The car is very new. The tires are fine. The road. So the enemy can tell you to press it. 175. And it's very exhilarating, isn't it? But he won't tell you that somebody is going to make a mistake. Not you, somebody else. And the angel that was sent to protect you even left the car. <laughs> yeah. They gave me speed limit when I left heaven. You have passed. <laughs> now, I, I want to say to everyone in this great ministry, as you live your life every day, you should know when you have crossed the boundary to tempting the Lord. You will know. It could be anger. Yes, be angry, but sin not. You can tell out this thing. Mm, 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 mm. It's, like, it's, it's like saying, God, my has caught me beyond this one. I'm on my own. It's like eating. I've had things presented to me before to eat. It looks good. But the Holy Spirit said, Tobaja, you know it's not good for your body. It's not the devil. It's not, it's not, it's not, the people meant well. But you don't, if you take this thing, you are going to be damaging your body. And you had that witness in you, not that uh, you leave it. Or you just take a bit. Temptations come. Men, women, you, you know that if you continue conversations with this man, you misbehave. You know you had that witness. I was saying, no, no, I know what I'm doing. Nobody can control me. Mm. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Now keep talking, talking. There are patterns, you know, that you must avoid. The devil told him to jump on his own. You understand? <laughs> Like saying, uh, you shall not take any if you take any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. You now go and carry deadly thing and drank it and tell the people, I want to prove to you that I'm Jesus became. You now drank it intentionally. You might not live the night, you say you go to heaven anyway, but take care of your body, lock your doors. Well, isn't it? I know you are protected by angels, but lock your doors, lock your doors. <laughs> Little hinges, swing huge doors. Little things can create problems. 
There are many things I want to say, but I, I don't know how to present it. There are many things believers use their hand to procure and it's rooted in foolishness. Do you know Jesus told the disciples one time, come here apart and rest a while. Or traveling to Capernaum, doing this. Come here apart and rest. Let me share this story. Young Ito, the great pastor of South Korea. They were having a healing service. And one woman was healed of a terminal sickness. And she was jumping around. He said the Holy Ghost said to him, they should stop her. She should go and rest. He said he was trying to tell the people, they just said, shouting, 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 shouting. She exhausted her energy, fell down and died. How can Jesus heal somebody? What does he tell them? Go and give him something to eat. Go and read scriptures. Go and read it now. Jesus healed somebody. You assume that if just got healing, he doesn't, even if he doesn't eat for seven days. He said, go and give your daughter something to what? Why? Come on. <laughs> I was to preach in one ministry one time. I mean, I looked at the time. I wanted to rise from the bed. The spirit was rising. The body was not moving. I said, I'm sorry, I can't come. I can't. Forgive me, please. I can't make it. It's not. A, I, I, I want to. But you can tell that if you go beyond this, whatever happens is your hand. I can't come. I'm sorry. As I'm talking to you now, I'm on the bed. I can even take pictures I sent to you. There's nothing I'm hiding. But I can't make it. Not like now, you know, just go. Now be preaching. Sam. <laughs> it will happen to me, Jesus. <laughs> oh, push. Yongito, ah, Yongito, he was so stressed. He would be running to the pulpit to preach early morning prayer. One day he got to the pulpit, people were laughing. You know why we were laughing? He came in pajamas. I'm telling you something. Pajamas. He didn't even know. To let, sometimes walk can walk you to death if you're not careful. He collapsed at the airport more than three times. He'll be waiting for the. Just fall down. So one day they took him to the hospital. And the Holy Spirit said, I won't heal you for 10 years. For 10 years. He had energy doing ministry work for 10 years. By the time the 10 years completed, the body now came back. He now restructured everything. <laughs> Glory to God. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting... Let me close from the giving covenant. The blessing on our givings go beyond financial harvest. There are great benefits provided in scriptures. For instance, in the old covenant, when they tithe, God says, I will rebuke the devourer for their sins. If God can bless them with that in the old covenant, how much more in the new covenant when we give to him? In love, in worship. Because we have a better, what? Covenant based on, better means good is inside now. I learned that from Kenneth Hagin. If you live in one room apartment and you now tell your neighbor, I've gotten a better apartment. That means even if it's one room apartment, it's more beautiful. Or it's now two rooms. Whichever way, sir, the former one is over, you know. Uh -huh. So if it can happen to them in the Old Testament, Malachi 10.10, 10, then that means in my givings, the devourer is rebuked for my sake. I believe in tithing as a covenant child. Abraham was a tither. Malachi 10.10. 10. Is it 10.10? 10? Yes. Why are, you, why are you delaying? Malachi 3.10. Sorry. No wonder you are delaying. Verse 10. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse that I may make food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you what? The windows of heaven and pour you out such blessings. These are things that Paul was qualifying as multiplication. The outpouring of blessings. Seed, time, and harvest. Now look at the next verse. Verse 11. Okay, that there will not, not be room to receive. Verse 11. And I will what? Rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not what? Destroy your business or career. Givings create an insurance against the devourer. <laughs> uh, when I'm worshiping God with my tithe, Lord, thank you for the privilege to partner with you 
and see your kingdom progress. I thank you because the devourer is rebuked for my sake. I am a delightsome land. All nations call me blessed. <laughs> All nations call me blessed. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Psalms 21 to 3. Are you awake this afternoon? Glory to God. Glory to God. He said he shall teach them of his ways. I'm teaching you of his ways. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob, what? Defend you. Verse 2. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of? Verse 3. May he remember what? And accept. So our offerings cry to him as a point of contact. In the days of trouble. It's a message for another day. Seeds speak over people's life in the time of need. Seeds, covenant seeds speak over people's lives in the time of danger. It speaks. It's, in fact, sometimes when the Holy Ghost is nudging you to give a particular seed, there's something he wants to use that seed to do between you and him. It's a spiritual transaction. Psalm 41 from verse 1. <laughs> Psalm 41 from verse 1. We talk about giving to the less privileged. It says, blessed is he who considers the poor. Are you awake this afternoon? Say amen if you are alive. Say amen if you are awake. Say blessed is he who does what? Who considers who? Who blesses the poor. What happens to them? It's what happens to them. It's not that I wrote it. Blesses he who considers the poor, the Lord will deliver them in time of trouble. <laughs> Next verse. The Lord, somebody say the Lord, will what? And? And they will be blessed on the earth, whether it's 2024, 2028. You will not deliver them to the will of Aye. You know enemies? Whether political enemies, their will perishes with them. That's what this verse says. It says it will not deliver us to the will of the enemies. The Lord will strengthen them on the bed of illness. That means it will restore them back to health. Can we have this verse in NIV? So when we, in our ministry, the first Sunday of every month, we give to the less privileged. We used to call it Club 58. Next Sunday, I'm going to be announcing a new name, Acts of Mercy foundation. We are growing in that understanding of our being a blessing to the poor. We help orphans, widows, uh, we have scholarships came, we provide relief package, different areas. I'll be talking a lot about that next week Sunday. Every first Sunday of the month, we provide gifts in cash and in kind to the less privileged. And then we thank God for the opportunity to be a blessing and then we receive all these blessings. He says, the Lord sustained them on their sick bed, when they are sick, and restores them from their bed of illness. But it starts with verse 1. Blessed is he that considers. So whether it's tithing or project offering or helping the poor, our givings go be our harvest goes beyond financial harvest. There are what we call covenant fringe benefits, which sometimes are much more than what money can buy which you tap into, you speak it from God's word. What a privilege for me to be a blessing to the poor. You are the one that even gave me the seed and the heart to bless the less privileged. And I thank you for Psalms 41, 1 to 3 in manifestation. This sickness will not destroy this child's life. His health or her health is restored back in Jesus' name. That's how you do it. That's how we do it. Are you blessed today? I won't leave you until I finish this level. So you should be ready. Are you ready to listen? Said, I don't, do you know what is remaining? But I, I like your faith. Glory to God. <laughs> okay, semi-finally. Uh, James 3, 16. I have a responsibility to see you preserved. I grew up knowing some very beautiful families. But the devil attacked the father. Killed the man. And everything went down. Either business matter, money, the other partners connived and kept him out and killed him. Or sometimes it's just spirit, raw 
spiritual attack, diabolical attack. So, so none of us will be victims. Rather, we, 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 we stand as a covering for others. When you are making a headway, not everybody is happy. It's the nature of human beings. Not that even you two, some of your friends that made it, you know what you have to bind in your heart. You know as a Christian, Abby, you see the person going, ah, what is wrong with him? Say, is it because he just bought a new car? Yes, it's because he bought a new car. If you two bought a new car, you'll be jumping like that. Stop making it look like you say, yes, it's the, that's the reason. Is it because he just promoted him? Yes. If they promote you two, won't you jump? It's just envy. You need to fight it. I had to buy books on it. How to handle rejection. How to handle envy. They are forces that you, you fight. People like to fail collaboratively. I'm sure you understand that. They like when all of us have not married. Don't you know that? Five of us were not married. We're, we're a company of singles. We like each other. The mother one gets married. And they have a meeting. I can't make it. What's wrong with her now? Is she the only one? You know what I'm saying? first... Get married. Why are you saying that? Is she the first person that will get a job? Yes. She's the first person in their family and she's very happy. Things have changed. Things have changed. So when that pain is coming, deal with it. It's a poison that you must drain out. So it doesn't poison you. Rejoice with those who rejoice because yours is the next one. If I realize that, as I rejoice with you, my own will be better than your own. Compelling you to rejoice with me. I'm waiting for you to rejoice with me. I'm rejoicing with you now. I'm sowing my own seed. Genuinely, but my own is coming. Because God is always new. So when the, my own comes, your own will be old mode, most likely. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've seen God do those kind of things. Not because you are competing, but just does it in a great way. And then the people will rejoice with you. So in case you are, uh, ladies especially, stop envying your friend and fighting them. Is it because you just bought a new bag? Is she the one just get a Gucci bag? Yes. You like Gucci, but that's why you are talking like that. You like it. If she gives it to you now, you will say, ah, me? Oh. <laughs> oh. Me? Are you sure? Tell me, talk, are you sure? You give me that bag. Oh. <laughs> Don't fight what you like. It will be far from you. Don't fight what you desire. Don't hide that thing with the eye of envy. You know, uh, you, you know the list. I don't know. Have you seen it before? I know, I know how to eye. They can use eye to carry you. You, you know. <laughs> Women, I go get it for you. James three sixteen. <laughs> For where envy and what? Confusion and every evil thing is there. Envy is very destructive. It made came to kill Abel. Many of the people you are backbiting is because you are envious of them. If you remove what that thing, there's nothing else you are talking about. One of my friends in ministry were in a meeting and they were talking about the person eh, they should do their I said do your own ministry ah, he's doing his own if your own is not like that do your own ah, ah, he's doing his own excelling in his own then if your own is to talk to singles eh, let out the singles in the country follow you now a crash is different from university your own is crash have the best crash. You want to do university? Let him do university. So that means that university is not really a university. It's not really <laughs> a university. It's too expensive. How can it be expensive like that? You should make it free. Go and make your university free and see whether you have any lecturer in the place. Anything you despise will be far from you. Beware of it. Self-seeking opens the door to Satan. In KJV, it talks about strife, fightings, opens the door to Satan. Derek Prince made a categorical statement, which I will talk about in May, when we're doing parents' conference more, that when a father and a mother have persistent quarrel and fighting and strife, 
the enemy will attack one of the children and the child will give them problems for a long time. It's that the real reason for seeming wayward children is the strife of the husband and wife. And he explained it and I understand it. Is this thing? Just see the child, God forbid, enter into drugs or just begin to behave like it. It's the parent. They opened the door wide and the enemy entered. He said, many times when he counsels families and as they resolve well, well as they resolve well, the thing eases out of the child's life. It's strife. It can happen in a business. That was why when Lot and Abraham, the fight started, what did Lot say? What did Abraham say? Let there be no fight between us. If you go right, I'll go left. That's smart. The same thing, um, uh, Isaac, the post and sign inside the well, he left it, drug another one. Until they left him. It, they know that strife hinders the blessing or blocks the blessing. So some things you are fighting about is affecting your financial prosperity. It's affecting your progress. How can you carry somebody in your heart for 10 years? How great thou art. I grew up with a lady like that. She's anointed, well, not with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, oh, to, to malice. Some people say spirit. She was keeping malice, sir, in the estate with another friend, something small, to the extent that parents in the block called her. Rejoice, sit down. Kwene, sit down. To resolve. She said she's not going to talk to her again. Yes! Then one day in the estate, well, everything was calm. And then somebody was running. Where she was walking. Where she was walking. All those serious gay. Amrobas came there. Bring money, bring money. And shot her. I'm not saying it's the strife that killed her, but that's what happened. The person she was fighting with that was even ready to resolve. She's still alive with children now. Just died for free. They beg, beg her. Okay, forgive her. And some of us are like that as even Christians. You are in the same church. I'm not talking to her. If, I, if she sits in favor entrance, I'll sit in Mozambique. Sorry. Uh, understand it. <laughs> And you think it's a great thing. You don't know you are behaving like a baby. Baby, baby, baby. It's a child that you do something. I don't talk to you again. Abi, I want to be your friend again. And you are behaving like that at 34. And I'm casting out the devil of marital delay. And you are bringing it back every Monday morning. What's happening? Strife. Ask her. I'm not, I can't, I will never talk to my mother-in-law. Are you God? I will never, I will never talk to her. When she comes to the house, I don't even greet her. And you think you are, you are superwoman or superman? It's foolishness. I will, all those never, never, remove yourself. What is that? Who are you? I will never, I will never greet my friend again. What, what is that? Never. Today you call the person, your head is correct today, today. This communion, oh God, is You win with humility. You go down with pride. Others, if she doesn't greet me, I won't greet her. What is wrong with you? So she must greet you first. So you feel big and you don't have anything. And that's the reason why. You greet her first. Go and greet the person. Don't do all those. Stop it, stop it. Go and greet the person first. You move. I'm not making sense. I'm not, I'm not playing with you because if there are certain persistent matters, these are the doors. Some people have secondary school, man, they don't greet anymore. When I was in secondary school, he took my boyfriend. Took my boyfriend. I remember him when he was in SS3. I loved Bamidele. And I told her that I liked Bamidele and she said I should, I should continue. I didn't know that she was talking to Bamidele behind my back. Uh -huh. It's past now. We all go through those attacks. You rise higher than it with the force of humility. Now, okay, Lord, what must I do that will please you? You now stoop low and take that step. Check your life in six months. Let the person do what they want to do. Do your own part. Do your own part. Do your own part. I've had pastors that don't want to call me or greet me. You send them money. Now, fight the money. You need to know how to deal with Satan. Well, Ken Hagin said one day there was a pastor that hurt him. 
And the devil said, don't take care of him. No, the, we have those things. I won't take care of this pastor. He said, Satan, I will now do double care that we do for other pastors. He said, the voice stopped. That's how those people lasted. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. Even if he's thirsty. From your good heart, give him water to drink. If the enemy changes, fine. If it doesn't change, what can you do? You stoop to conquer. You do what? You stoop to conquer. Rise up on your feet, please. Amen. You stoop to conquer. Go and call your mother-in-law. Call her, call her. Mama, I like you. Just, eh? Wrong, wrong number. <laughs> ah, there are people eh, you need to send them a gift. Package it and look from your good heart. Pastor Deboe mentioned the story. One man left their ministry. He's a friend of his. He left. He wasn't even serving God again. He was very angry, very said he won't serve God again. One day he said he was preaching somewhere. God now told him, go and meet that your friend in Akure. Eh? He now left and went to his house. As he entered the house, the man started crying. I mean, you know, overcome evil with good. The man now said, I had decided that by next week I will do such and such and such. But was that visit? That rescued him. That's how those people last though. All this agidi, uh, I must give them a piece of my heart. I must show them I'm better than him. I'm better. You don't need it. You don't need it. Oh, God is good. God is love, isn't it? And love is the way to victory. Send somebody a gift. Tell them you love them. Even if it looks like you are the one that is justified, can you apologize? I'm sorry. For whatever confusion my behavior might have even caused, Forget about the person's uh, apology. Maybe that your apology will generate their own apology. That's how, that's greatness. That's Abrahamic. That can go after Lot, even when Lot misbehaved. That's Abrahamic. That can go to rescue Lot. That's Abrahamic. Glory to God. Love is a shield. Goodwill is a shield. Goodwill is what? A shield. Somebody doesn't have to go down for you to rise. Stars don't fight in heaven. We all grow great together. Look, this ministry has seen it. It's going to be big. Extremely big. But these are the things that God told me early. Vision. Stay with what I've called you to preach. What has he called me to preach? This covenant. Anytime I go a bit away, come back to it. So you hear me say covenant protection is covenant. Covenant message. You call it wisdom. Covenant message based on God's word. Number two, dedication. He said, be sold out to God. Your motive. I'm not pastoring you to get anything from you. He said, I will take care of you. Number three, walking in love. Those three things are on my board. And I showed it to my pastor 25 years ago. He said, this is it. So anytime I'm moving out of it, he said, come back to this thing. Love, love. Love, love. And every time you do that, God continues to bless the minister. So pick up these virtues. Now, there are sometimes a marriage might not work out for some people. You understand? Don't, don't demonize people because of that. Sometimes people try their best. Even friendship, you try your... But don't, don't, but don't carry the bitterness of that marriage or that situation to destroy your future. Wish the person well. I mean, we can't deceive ourselves. There are issues that might come up with friends or even some marriages might not work out. You try your best, but don't demonize people. Don't look at them as you are better because your marriage is standing. Don't do that. Love them. Pray for them. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because we are all standing by mercy. I'm sure you know that. Standing by mercy. Can we give thanks to God and just bless Him? All my life you have been A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learn.
learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.